Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello folks, it's David here and I would just like to take a moment to ask you to go and check out our sponsors NordVPN. Internet security, very important. I'm sure it's something that you're concerned about as well. Me, I like to know that I'm the person in control of my data. I live on my phone and the amount of stuff I do on it from banking to documents to private messaging, I need to know is secure. We all know that there are bad people out there who will come in and uh, try and get our details and try and spend our money for us. NordVPN prevents that, especially if you're using public Wi-Fis or you're using Wi-Fis away from your home. If you use NordVPN, you are safe and protected. It also allows you to take short holidays to places if that's ever required. It's a brilliant product. I use it every day and highly recommend it. And you can get a tremendous offer if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand that's nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand or use the code heart and hand to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan you'll also get one additional month for free risk free with nord it's 30 day back money uh, 30 day money back guarantee so all you need to do if you don't like it is just say nope and you'll get your money back so go and check them out as i say it's very important you'll get peace of mind Go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand. Good evening and welcome back to Heart and Hand Extra. This is your second free show of the week and as always I am your host Adam Thornton. Tonight's show will be another happy one, thankfully. If you've been living under a rock, then let me tell you that Rangers lost 2-1 in Belgrade last night against Red Star. But thanks to that fantastic 3-0 win that we spoke about last week at Ibrooks, we have now advanced through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. The draw for that was made earlier today and Rangers will play Braga in the quarterfinals and the winner of Leipzig or Atalanta should we progress through to the semi-finals but we'll come on to all of that later in the show. Joining me this evening we have Mr James Tessier, how are you sir? 
I'm knackered from negotiating my passageway to Seville. <laughs> I think we all are. It's funny when you get to these Friday lunch times, you spend the whole lunch time trying to navigate. Where can I go and how can I get there and where can I go from here and how long does that take and will I drive for um X? That's just brilliant. That's, this is what European football is all about. It's, it's such a big part of it. We'll go on to that excitement uh, in a wee bit, Tess, but I think the actual football last night is probably the least exciting part of it now, given given the day that we've had. So let's get into that first. Um, a lineup similar to the first leg, um, exactly the same, actually. I think we all expected that one, really. Um, Kamara, Jack and Lundstrom in, in midfield, and then Aribo, Kent and Morelos up top. No real surprises there, Tess. We've kind of fallen into quite a nice little pattern in these two weeks where we play exactly the same team twice of Hellander playing the domestic games um, and Balogun coming into Europe and then Lundstrom kind of swapping in uh, as well. There wasn't really much of a, a surprise in that lineup for me. No, I was happy with the lineup, mate. At the end of the day, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely, that's spot on. In terms of the game itself, uh, Red Star came out flying, um, as we probably expected them to do. There were a lot of misplaced passes, um, both on, on both sides, to be fair, but um, I think the intent for Red Star was, was there anyway. Uh, they duly got their early goal, which I think was the the worst thing that we really we didn't really want that to happen at all. Um, Rangers switched off twice at a corner, to be honest, both by allowing them to play the short corner around Ryan Kent and then not dealing with the corner or the ball in, I should say, very well at all. Ivanic, who I'm sure we were linked with last summer, it may just have been paper talk, I'm pretty sure we were, scored Tess, a, a pretty straightforward goal for, for them, but a pretty poor one for us to lose. I think um, Morelos gets slightly caught under the flight of the ball. I think Kamara's expecting him to clear it. He takes a step back, gives Ivanovic that, that space to basically get a free shot from, I don't know, about 12 yards. It's a pretty poor one to lose. And given the noise in the stadium, given the fact that we didn't want to, we wanted to keep it tight for 20 minutes and try and frustrate them, that was uh, a bit of a panic at that stage. Luckily for me, I missed the goal. I'd, I'd driven, finished work at five, driven back across the derby from Stoke, uh, had the match on the radio. And in the five minutes between me parking the car and walking to the pub is when they scored. So I've, I've walked through the doors, looked at the screen. First thing I've seen, one new red star. Thought, oh, my God, here we go. Um, I managed to catch a couple of the replays. And it was, it was a very, very poor, very sloppy goal to give away. Um, when you're going into the lion's den like that, if you can keep it tight for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes... The crowd starts to fall away. You settle into your rhythm. You know you're going to be facing an absolute tsunami of attacks. But if you can dampen that, if you can keep it tight, 10, 15, 20 minutes, then you're on them. We couldn't do that. Um, it was a very disappointing goal to give away, both in terms of when they scored and how they scored. Uh, and I think we were all thinking that we were going to be in for a very, very long night. But as we'll discuss, that, that didn't really transpire. Yeah. It's such a strange situation. Unfortunately, we haven't really been in this situation a lot where we're uh, away defending a, a 3-0 lead um, in Europe. Um, I don't know if I was ridiculously nervous at this point, and that's maybe maybe hindsight coming into play. Um, but as those McGregor saves started to to move into the kind of two or three really good saves in the first half, um, and looking at our team, we did struggle a fair bit, Tess, in terms of actually passing the ball, getting anything going. There was a lot of slipping. Um, Bassey in particular seemed to be slipping every every five or ten minutes. I have to be honest, my anxiety was starting to to creep up a fair bit. 
Um, what was your what was your takes on on some of the McGregor saves? I guess first of all, there was two, um, but the one that that's getting the most plaudits is this one from Pacini where he, he kind of claws it over the bar, which I thought was was an excellent save. He was outstanding, mate, and it, you know he's he's um, one of, well, one of the few players in professional football who's older than me, so that gives hope for us nearly forty somethings anyway. Um, he in the big games he just pulls it out and it's like it's nothing to him. You know, there's been times this season it went through a phase where every goal that was every shot on target the opposition was scoring, and we all said we did all say it especially after that semi-final against Hibs, he's done, he's got to go now. Because we know that the age that he's at, when his form goes, it will literally be off a cliff. And it will be one game amazing, the next game, and every game after that, he just won't be there. And I think we all thought, because we all discussed it, after that Hibs game, that was the case. Well, since then, I mean, obviously, apart from the mistakes at Ross County, which we've already done to death, since then, in the big games, he's, he's been there for us every time. You know, you feel so... So much more confident with Shaga there because, you know, even that injury time penalty yesterday, you're expecting expecting him to save it because that's what he does. In, in, in the big games, he somehow pulls it out of the hat and that's what he does. And it's as well, really, because yesterday, it's as Pauls have played in Europe, in the, in the um, let's say, the, the, the post-Murtikashini era, if we say year dot was May 2018, it's, the, the, the Pauls have played in Europe arguably since then. It was I, w- I wasn't at any point nervous because I was too angry with them. Uh, I thought, you've, got, you've given yourself a beautiful opportunity, freeing it up, coming here, and you're doing your best to throw it away. And I was that pissed off that I, was, I wasn't nervous at all. But... As we've said, we've gone a goal down after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it was. And you're expecting wave after wave of attack to come. And it didn't really come, not in the way I was expecting it. And when it did, McGregor was absolutely the equal to anything they could throw at him. And the more the half progressed, obviously Rangers weren't playing well, so I was annoyed about that. But the more the half progressed, I thought these, as in Red Star, they're not really, they're not really troubling us. If it was, you look, you look at, I mean, me and you both said last week that the match was more like an old firm than a European game. It was 100 miles, like a basketball game, 100 yep. miles an hour, up and down the pitch. If if Red Star would have come at us with that intensity last night, the way we were playing, we'd have crumbled. We'd have gone in for your 4 0 down at half time, or how good Chaga was playing. But they didn't. And I was I was obviously pleasantly surprised, but I, I, was, I was very surprised that they never, because, you know, they've, they've got an early goal, the tails up, the crowd are behind them. And they just didn't really turn the screw as I was expecting them to. I mean, we we had a couple of good breakaways, but as with most of our play in the in the first half, we, it lacked pace, it lacked intensity, it lacked zip. The final ball was soppy. You know, we, we if we had gone in at half time three one up, nobody would have complained because we had some good chances. We just we were very lackadaisical when it came to the final third. So, yeah, you know, we've gone a goal down early. We all expected it to get really tough. Saga's made some great saves, but overall, I didn't. I, Red Star's intensity was not what I was expecting. I was expecting to really come at us, and they just never. Yeah, it's a it's a strange one because I thought both teams played better last week. I don't think that's that's anything um, ridiculous to to say. Absolutely, um, they are a very tidy team, and and. I wonder if maybe this just doesn't suit them up. I'm not sure anybody having to score four goals to, to go through in Europe suits them, but trying to play with that intensity 
and, and pressure. I mentioned last week that they were uh, a very old team or, or older. Uh, I think it was the same, pretty much the same lineup, except they swapped, they swapped one player, I think. But they only had one player at 21 and everyone else is 28 and above. With with several five plus being over over thirty, so maybe trying to come out and playing at that pace with energy, they they didn't have they don't have pace, so um, it's maybe quite difficult, and you can't really turn it on and hem people in and turn. They're just not that type of team, I don't think. I think they're quite methodical in how they play. So then having to switch and and try and come at a team like that, I'm not sure it really works. And you're right, they did struggle. Um, it's just getting to half time. I think I even said this in the Celtic game, and it, it probably looks a bit a bit silly now, but. 41 minutes gone in that Celtic game and we had a bit of a, or we had a battering from them, but it's 1-0. You get in at 1-0 at half time and you regroup. Sounds stupid, but you get in, you regroup, you even just take the sting out of the game by the virtue of half time um, and then don't concede in the first 10-15 minutes after the break if, if you're trying to maybe weather another storm. Um, and then you see what happens. And I think that rings true uh, in this game for me. Um, we came out a bit better in the second half. You've always got a chance test from Miles and Kent on the break, um, and the goal comes for us. Uh, wonderful play from Kamara to set Kent free. Red Star, like I said, clearly pushing up to try and get that goal. We've hit them on the counter. It didn't look like they were comfortable doing that. Um, Kent gets the break with his finish, but he's had absolutely zero breaks in the last couple of weeks in front of goal. So uh, I think we can say that's a law of averages, giving him one there, um, and it was really excellently timed for us because. As I said, that three-goal cushion again, Tess. Red Star had just sunk an hour of hard work in to go right back where they started, and I think it showed as soon as that goal went in. At the half-time interval, my gut feeling was it was either going to fizzle out, because of the way the half had, the first half had progressed, my gut feeling was it was either going to fizzle out 1-0 or it was going to be about 4-3, because they'd really go for it. We're not good enough to soak up the pressure. We'd have to go for it, and it would be like last week. Well... You know, Rangers came out in the second half with a calm authority that, as I've said before, no put was a worried, but Rangers came out with a, a composure and a calm authority. And I just thought, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, that combined with Red Star, I won't say they didn't look up for it, but just, there wasn't the intensity that I was expecting from them. And as soon as Kent has, has equalised on the night, you know we're not messing that up. You know, Red Stars, the, the Reds didn't really go down, but I just don't think they had the belief that they could do it. Um I'd moaned in the first half that it, I think my exact words were, it'd be nice if Kent turned up tonight. And he did. You know, the, the first proper chance he got to run at them, he did. The first chance, we, the first counter-attack we've had where he did show real pace and directness, we scored. Look what happens, you know what I mean? That's that's, that's Kenty in Europe. He, he, get, he gets a chance, he gets a, a, an opportunity to show what he can do. And he'll do it, mate. He's, a, he's another big game player. So I'd say from the start of the second half, the way we'd, you know, we, we, we just seemed more composed than they did. And I thought, yeah, we're doing this tonight. And then as soon as Kent is equalised on the night and restored the three-goal lead and the tie of roll, I was absolutely convinced. I was like, yeah, we're doing it. I, I thought we'd go on a nick it, to be honest. I thought we'd go on a nick it because I, I couldn't see them coming as all blood and thunder because they hadn't done so far. Uh, and I thought, we, I thought we'd, we'd probably nick it. And, you know, it, eventually we were unlucky to lose it. But no, from, from the start of the second half, I was confident from when we equalised on the night, I was 100% certain that we were going through. Yeah, um, it, it was, I think, there was a little bit where I thought we're getting caught here with the, 
the the ball over the top, something that they were trying a fair bit in the first leg as well. Um, and I was possibly at that time shouting, I think we want to get that 3-5-2 on the go. Uh, I know that's it can become a bit of a crutch that when you're thinking about it. Oh, let's move back to 3-5-2. But in this in this kind of game, I thought that was quite good. But fair play to Van Bronckhorst, he, he kind of stuck at it and he did eventually change it in the in the second half. And I think, like you said, we just managed the game after that. It was a really uh, a really professional performance. Like I said, I don't think we were at our best in terms of in terms of picking out players. Obviously, McGregor. Um, three or four outstanding saves. I know we've spoken about it. I'm not going to do it to death in terms of who should play and who shouldn't play. Um, but when he's in that mood, you do just feel a little bit calmer uh, as well. Um, one, he flat, one that was flashed across the goal in the second half and he kind of sticks a hand out. There's a guy falling in at the back post to, to score. That was a really good one. And then obviously he had the double save um, as well. I think... If it was possible to sub a, a keeper in for certain games and not lose anything, I think he's he's ideal for these kind of bigger games. But um, maybe going forward, I don't know. Uh, it, it feels like it's a, a fit. If you can end the season in a high, I think that's a fitting end, and it's maybe a a fitting end, more fitting end than he might have had say a couple of weeks ago or even three or four months ago to the season. So I think that's probably what we're we're looking at. But you never know. We might get another year. Who knows? We'll wait and see. I'm not going to get into the, the debate on it just now. I think we should celebrate how good he was last night, which everyone has been doing. Um, anything else in terms of the, the, the game? Um, we obviously had that chance with Ruth. Uh, late on, I think it was 83-84 minutes. I think he slips a little bit. He looked quite sharp when he came on test, and that's the same as the same as Dundee. Um, I was pushing for him to maybe be involved a little bit earlier. Uh, Dundee United, a couple of other games where we we needed a goal, but I think the manager seems to have played that one quite well because he's looking sharp. Um, he actually beat a Dundee player for pace the other, the other day, which I didn't think he had on him anymore, to be honest. So he's looking sharp. Um, if we can get him fit enough to start playing these games, such as Dundee coming up and, and alternate with, with Morelos, I think that's going to be really crucial for us. As long as he's fit for Jamaica, mate, that's all I care about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, I, I have actually been surprised by our little game time he's had under Gio. Um, and I was starting to form the opinion that Gio just doesn't fancy him. Well, as you've just said there, mate, it seems to be a masterstroke because we're getting to the business end of the season now and he looks fresh and he looks fit and he looks up for it and he looks frustrated that he ain't getting his time so he's a bit like a dynamo when he comes on I think he had two good chances last night there was one where at the near post he somehow spooned it wide and then there was one where he had a, like a turn and snapshot which the keeper did well to keep out so yeah he did look very smart mate but I think that Geo's managed him right oh, so we're at the business end of the season now bringing him on keeping him fresh because he's had his injury problems with Rangers and obviously in his couple of years at Anderlecht so you know, that, that 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 is a known variable. And I think Gio's managing him very well. And, you know, we, we've seen last season what he can do for us. And I maintain that as an art snap finisher, he's probably the best in Scotland. Obviously, there's the little cheat at, at, um, at Parkhead who we don't like to talk about, but you can't deny the fact that he knows where the onion bag is. And I think it's, it's, it's very similar with uh, with Roof. He's all round game, perhaps not, but when it comes to finishing, I think he's superb. So if we can manage him right, if we can bring him on in these games, hopefully he gets a wee bit more gate, game time at Dens Park on Sunday, does a turn for us, then I think it'll be a master so by Gio because he... You know, Kamar Roof is he as well as he showed against Aberdeen. The guy is a match winner. Yeah, it's funny we we veered a little bit from dreading 
players going away in international breaks because they're not going to get a rest to now having guys like Roof, Ramsey and Davis and obviously you pray that they don't get injured but if they're away and they get a bit of game time and those that maybe hasn't been available for, for us recently, if they can go away, don't get injured, play well, get a few minutes under their belt and come back with with a kind of refreshed outlook for the league, that'll be that'll be huge for us. So we'll wait and see how that goes. Red Star got a penalty, obviously, like you said, I expected McGregor to save that. I think that's just where, where he's been at over the last few games. Um, no complaints on the actual penalty. Uh, Kamara kind of stands on his foot a little bit. I don't think there's anything malicious in it. It's just one of those one of those ones. Um bit annoyed Tess to have lost the game itself. Like you said, it was a bit of a, a non-event. It can be masked a little bit with some of McGregor's saves, of course, but I, I thought we did enough in the game, certainly to get a, a one each, but ultimately it doesn't really matter and we're, we're delighted to get through. Yeah, um, I was disappointed that the penalty was given, um, especially because Derby played at Bournemouth on Saturday. And we were denied the exact same penalty when um, one of their players did it to Ravel Morrison. So that, that, that sort of rubbed me nose in it a little bit more. It was the exact, exact same thing. If anybody's seen it, they'll know what I mean. So I, I was disappointed that, that it got given against us. Uh, again, I expected Shaka to save it because that's what he does. That, that he, you know, that, that he didn't and we lost on the night. I think the only thing that's happened there was a coefficient. I think... Um, we got 0.2 point as opposed to 0.5 had we have had we won the match. So that was that was a wee bit disappointing. But I think obviously with partisan going out, it looks like we're going to finish above the Serbian teams anyway. Uh, Scotland is so that that that's that's not really um, that's not really a showstopper as such. But no, it was disappointing, mate. We didn't deserve to lose on the night. It's saying something when it's taken an injury time penalty when everyone's pretty much stopped playing to beat us. But no, just from a housekeeping point of view, mate, it was it was um, it was it was disappointed that we never won it. Absolutely, it doesn't. I don't think it costs us anything in terms of uh, money-wise. I think maybe marginally there's a coefficient um, thing by by drawing that by losing that game rather than drawing or winning. But ultimately, not a, a huge issue uh, in that sense. And and obviously we have the financial benefits as well, Tess, which. The, the kind of sporting sporting benefits absolutely but when you look at the the amount of money um on offer uh, i think it was 1.8 million for qualifying for the quarterfinals uh, which we done last night and obviously with the prices of the, the the games which are absolutely not cheap at all quick finger in there for us 45 quid a ticket you're talking about over 2 million in terms of gate receipts coming in for for that game and then moving into this next round we've got guaranteed that amount of money again plus if we get through to the semi-finals which we'll come on to and um, it's 2.5 million for for qualifying so there is a, a lot of money uh at stake here obviously the glamour is uh, and the, the the competition is, is why we do it but that's uh that's a, a side of it that i don't think we can overlook either particularly given it is still up in the air in terms of whether we get Champions League um, money or not, and we do have a bit of a, a rebuild coming uh, in the summer. It's it's vital that we um, can get as much as possible, I guess, from this run too. Yeah, with regards to the Champions League money and the rebuild, I mean, if because of the coefficient, I think if we, you know, heaven forbid, we were to finish as runners up this season, I think we'd go in at the third round 
of the qualifiers. So we'd have a punter's chance of making the group stage and getting the money anyway. But the main thing is if we can say in May, right, we've got this 30, 40 million pound guaranteed, then he can go out and he can bring your players in ahead of time. And you've also got dangling the carrot of guaranteed Champions League group stage football as well. So that, that's very important. The, the money we're making from it, the prestige as well. We, we're in the last eight of a major European competition. Look at the, some of the teams around us. Well, I say some of the teams. Look at, um, uh, you look at Barcelona, who are still in it. Frankfurt's a famous old name. West Ham, although, well, in my experience, they're a nothing club, but they're still an English Premier League club. So they get the attention. So you look at the the shoulder, the, you know, the teams that we've been shoulders with. And in, it's starting to feel now that this is where we should be. Three years in a row, we've made the last 16 of the Europa League. Obviously, we've gone one better than that this year. It's starting to feel like, in, in terms of the way teams in Europe are thinking about us, and also the re- reflection of our performances, that this is where we belong to be. So it's it's exciting. But again, like you say, we're making a lot of money out of this. Ibrox, you're going to get, what, £50 a ticket, 50,000 people. Minimum two and a half million, because obviously corporate's going to cost a pretty penny as well. So minimum two and a half million in gate receipts, plus is it what 1.52 million euro or something we get just for being in the quarterfinals anyway? So you look, you know, it, it, it's a hell of a lot of money we're making from this, and that's for, for the balance sheet. That's looking good, and it's 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 just exciting. It's I've never known in my lifetime, a Rangers team consistently be getting to this stage in Europe every year, knockout football, every year we expect it now. And it's it's a, it's a really good feeling. It's really exciting. And I think, as I said earlier, we're, we've all been plotting plotting the route to Seville, both logistically and who we can play and when we can play them. And it's just, it's really, I was driving home from work earlier on, mate, thinking about it. And it's really, really started to get exciting now. It is, and it's. I don't want to downplay any achievements in terms of Manchester, etc. But I think most would would agree that, given the results, particularly the away the away games, their defensive performances were were the the order of the day. Really, it was it was keep things tight and, and try and nick a goal. The way that we're we're playing in Europe, and you look at the maybe not last night in terms of being fantastic attacking football, but as we said, context of going and defending a three 0 lead. Um, having a 3-0 lead wasn't something we managed back then. Um, Dortmund home and away, fantastic. Beating Bronby at home, beating um, uh, Sparta Prague as well. Like getting credible draws away in Bronby and and Leon too. These are things that have been happening over the three or four years. That is consistent right right from the start. There's been progression not necessarily on the pitch up until this season given that we we, we kind of stuck at the last 16 for for the last two but progression in terms of performances and, and um the players improvements on on this stage as well we just look very very dangerous and people are starting to sit up and notice i think bt sport this year has been a completely different animal to to years gone past tone hargreaves is very very complimentary about his um, and, and Joe Cole as well last night and, and today. Um, some of the things that they're saying, they're, they're kind of sitting up and, and taking notice of what we're doing and they kind of realise that it's not kind of plucky underdog stuff. It's We're deserving to be here and we're performing at a level that means that we, sh- we should be here, which is great. Full attention obviously turns to the weekend test, but before that, let's let's chat about the, the draw. We are allowed to dream, as we said. So um, Braga came out the hat. Um I was torn here. I think Braga or Frankfurt in terms of 
winnable ties were were great. Um, part of me always wants a little bit of glamour because I'm never really expecting to get through to the the next round. But Braga came out. Um, we'll go back there after defeating them in the last 32 in 2020. Um, thoughts on that, Tess? I, I can't speak for how much better Braga are just now than than when we were there before. But when you take into account over the two legs in 2020, we had Katic, Edmondson, Greg Stewart, Camberry, Shea Ojo all getting decent amounts of minutes for us then. I think on our side, it's fair to say that we've improved quite substantially in terms of the players that we've got available. Um, the question is, have have Braga, but I think overall it's a it's a very very good draw for us, the best that we could have hoped for. In terms of progression, it's it's the draw that I wanted, mate. And I'm I'm not saying Braga were a poor team. They're they're, they're fourth in the league in Portugal. You don't get there if you're a little shambolic outfit. So they're decent. But we two years ago, mate, we beat them home and away. Granted, um, the home leg we were two 0 down and we were being completely outclassed until Hadji stepped up. But the away leg, we didn't look in trouble at all. So we beat them home and away. They know that. We know that. We've got that confidence that we've been there and done it with largely the same group of players. And they know that we can give them bloody nose if we feel like it. So psychologically, mate, that's the best draw that we could have had because psychologically we're already one nil up. You know, it just depends if the players can take that through to the game and carry it out. Being away first and home second, that's brilliant. If we if we if we were to lose over there, even up to up to maybe three goals, you bring them back to Ibrox, atmosphere that we know we're going to generate. You'd fancy it against anybody. So I'm, I'm happy with who we've drawn. I'm happy with the way round that it's come. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Absolutely, it is. Like we'll say, we're down to the last eight of a major European competition. There's no divvies left in this tournament now, mate. If we're going to do it, we've got to do it properly. But I'm happy with that. And then potentially Leipzig or Atalanta in the semi-finals. Well, when you get to that stage, mate, any, absolutely anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen. You would, you would turn mind and say, yeah, that that's. Um, that, that's perhaps the most favourable route to the final that we could have got but we've still got to go out there and do the business but with a bit of luck and a bit of application and the Ibrox atmosphere that we know we are going to we can and are going to generate then I see no reason why we can't be contesting that final in Seville in May and that's what makes it so exciting it's real it's happening you know it ain't like we've been drawn away to Real Madrid and we've, we start on minus three players or whatever you know what I mean it's doable it's absolutely doable. Braga, we've like I say two years ago, we've already beat him home anyway. We've already done them twice. They know that. We know that. It can happen. We've seen it happen. You know, At- Atalanta or Leipzig. They, they, I wouldn't be fearful of playing either of those teams from much stronger leagues than, than, than Scotland, absolutely. But would they want to come to Ibrox second leg if there's only one, two goals in it? No, they wouldn't, mate. So I, I'm, I'm very excited and... Yeah, but it's it, it's happening, mate. It's happening. Bring it on. Absolutely, I think the the, the big the, the good things for me. It's all good, obviously, but I, I like the fact it's an open draw. I think that's just the best way to do these things, in my opinion. To be honest, as soon as it as soon as it gets to knockouts, I'd be happy with just making an open draw. I kind of guess I get why they don't do it, but I just think it's it's the best way to do it. Um, it's good that it's an open draw, but then it's also good that you see the progression as well. Like you said, we'll get this team, these teams next if we get through, and we know who we're not getting, obviously because of the, the other side of the draw. Um, Leipzig, Atalanta, it's probably two teams I would have preferred to avoid in terms of progression, if I'm being honest, and that's because they're not as big, well-known names for um, your average fan, if you like. 
Um, but both teams are very, very good in their day, and they play in a way. I mentioned about Red Star maybe not being as great in terms of counter-attacking, etc. Both these teams are absolutely devastating on the break uh, in terms of the pace that they've got. Um, for me, personally, Tess, as a big Serie A fan, and if you are a Serie A fan, you can't help but really love Atalanta because of their story and how they play football. Anyone I speak to um, has a fondness for them. Um, it, it would be fantastic if we both got through and we could play against them in the semi-finals. Just from a personal point of view, I've never seen Rangers play in Italy. I've never, never been over. Um, that would be incredible. I'd love to go to their stadium. Um, so on a personal level, I think that would be great. But in terms of getting through the tie, um, I'm not sure. They're, they're a very, very good team and they do punch well above their weight in Serie A. But the way we are playing, you absolutely never know. Um, we've also got this thing, Tess, whether it's luck, history coincidence, whatever you want to call it, um, also on our side. I love how people figure these things out, but in 2007-2008, we played Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League qualifiers, um, and then we played Lyon in the group stage of the Champions League, and then we dropped down into the UEFA Cup knockouts, and we beat German, Portuguese, and then Italian opposition on the way to the final. This year, obviously, we played Lyon in the group stages of a European competition. We played Red Star, um, as well and then we've beat German in, in Dortmund and Portuguese for Braga is coming up and possibly Italian in the semi-final it's just weird the way that these things kind of align themselves together isn't it 15 years apart yeah but we lost that one mate so I'd rather look at 1972 we beat German opposition in the semi-final and then won the cup absolutely I know that's, that would, that's, that's another one that's live as well it's just weird how obviously you get further into the competitions you start to think about it but that one's live as well in terms of the parallels that we've got there um, it's just a fantastic occasion I think to be in the quarterfinals for the first time in 15 years and then I can't remember how far back it would have been before that um, to have this happen twice in 15 years I think is exceptional for, for Rangers and I think we absolutely need to enjoy it because these things don't happen too often Tess you'll know yourself without doing you a disservice it's, it's not something that happens for a, a huge huge number of, of teams um, both in England and Scotland getting into European competition we can kind of take it for granted up here as, as Rangers fans but it is a rarity um, and especially with the budgets that we've got getting to the, the last eight even is is absolutely a cause for celebration It's it's wonderful mate and we shouldn't be even though as I, as I mentioned earlier we are expecting knockout football after Christmas and rightly so team of our size we shouldn't take it for granted you've only got to look at where we were five years ago uh, going out of York to progress so you know that, that that's still very fresh in memory yeah um, post uh, post the Cascini and Murti era we've become a force in Europe again be it getting right from the very first qualifier to obviously losing out on progression and the last game of the group stage first year last 16 two years in a row quarterfinals this year we are being talked about in Europe again as, as, a, as, a, as a, I won't say a major force because we, you know, we need the latter stages every year, but we're being talked about as a force again. People aren't wanting to play Rangers. And like I said, it's not something that we've ever had consistently in my lifetime. We had a couple of goes at the European Cup in the late 80s, obviously going out to Stahl, Bucharest and Partizan, sorry, Red Star, Bayern Munich in the Sunus era. Uh, so we were we weren't we weren't bad then under Walter really in in the nine in a row spell we only had ninety two ninety three where we we were a ball hair away from getting to the final when we would have faced one of the best European teams ever in Milan so you don't know what would have happened and then it was 
there was nothing really, was there? 2000, 2001 time. We was unlucky against Feyenoord, getting knocked out by them and they went on to win it. Obviously, there was 07, 08. But other than that, we haven't regularly been making the later stages in Europe. We've not regularly been talked about as a force. Now we are. And it's it's something new for all of us, but we should never take it for granted because history tells us this is an exception, not the rule. We want it to become the rule. We want it to be our, our regular place in Europe. But history tells us that that hasn't been the case previously. 100%. Are you going to uh, are you going to try and get to Braga? What's the what's your plans for that? I'm not, mate. No, uh, I, I didn't go to the Red Star home game because my thinking was because the industry that I work in, we get fixed holidays. Um, so my th- obviously I went to Dortmund and my thinking was I'll miss out on the Red Star game because if we lose, I'll be pissed off. I've used my holidays and <laughs> if we win, I'll, I'll guarantee go to the next round. So I'll be at Ibrox on the 14th of April for the home leg. And if we get to the semi-finals, fingers crossed, everything crossed, I'll be going to Leipzig or uh, Bergamo, isn't it? Where yeah. Atalanta are. So Bergamo, Milan, wherever I choose to stay. So no, I'll only be going to the home leg in the quarterfinals, mate. But the semi-finals, wherever the Rangers are playing, I will be there. Absolutely. Looking forward to it uh, already. OK, let's look ahead. We've got league business um, at the weekend. Uh, slightly strange, given that we played Red Star, Belgrade and Dundee last week. And we have Red Star, Belgrade and Dundee this week uh, as well. But these are the quirks that the schedule can throw up. Um, pretty obvious test, but anything close to the performance and scoreline that we got last week in the Cup will do us. Uh, 3-0 would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to assume guys like Ramsey, Roof, possibly Sakala will come into the reckoning for this game, as would Hellander, you would think, given Balogun played last night and will go away on international duty. Um, it's good to be in this position. I think, Tess, we spoke about earlier on in terms of the squad. There's just some obvious rotation that you can do with players either coming back or coming into form. Um, rotation that you can do that hopefully won't impact the team too much. And I think that's what we've seen last weekend. So a repeat of that this weekend would be much appreciated. Yeah, I fancy us on a Sunday, mate. I'm not sure about 3 0. I'm, I'm going to go for 2 0 for Sunday. I think um, there is going to be rotation. There's got to be rotation. Some players like Ramsey, he ain't going to, want, he ain't going to want to get injured for Wales duty because that's his bread and butter. So if he plays, you wonder what he's going to play like. Um, he's, the jaw is still out on him for me, but hopefully on Sunday he gives us a bit and we can, we can all see what he's about. Um, the players who aren't. Going on international duty, they don't, they can leave it all out there. No, we they've got two weeks to get the sends fit um, for the old firm. So, yeah, our fans used to go there and score two goals early and then shut up shop, really. We know they're not really going to, well, I say not going to trouble us. We know that they're not going to get um, many opportunities. We also know that um, we've got the run into this season coming up, so don't run yourself into the ground if you don't need to. So, yeah, our fans used to score two goals in the first half an hour. See the match up professionally and come away with three points, mate. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We are back into league business. Two games, um, one against Dundee, then the break, as you said, and then right into uh, a Celtic game, which kicks off uh, a huge uh, April. I think everybody is well aware these these fixtures are mounting up, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, there's been too many occasions in the last 10 years where... Um, we've been out of things for by March or April, so bring it on, uh, is what I say. On Sunday, Test Rangers will wear their 150th gallant pioneer white strip in this game, which, depending on how much stock you put in these things or whether you're glass half full or glass half empty, it's something to look forward to 
or something to worry about in terms of a change kit? Where do you stand on that one? Um, history tells us that we don't tend to do well with these commemorative kits. One's only got to look at the St Mirror game last season for evidence of that. But they're professional footballers. Don't matter what kit they wear, and go out there, do the business. Make us all proud. Don't give us, don't give any excuses. Just go out there and get the job done. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we need to be better than that um, in terms of uh, jinxes, coincidences, whatever you want to call it. A Rangers performance where we come out and dominate early, and our clinical, I think, will um, be the order of the day. All being well. Okay, Tess, I'm going to join you with a 2-0, I think. Um, I think that seems fair. Dundee did not look great at all last week. Um, I think we need to capitalise on that, but I'm going to be as cautious as I can be. 2-0 away is, a, is still a great result. I'm going to go with that. I think that, that seems fair. Uh, that will do us for tonight, Tess, so thank you very much for joining me. It's much appreciated. Thank you for having me, my friend. Thank you very much. And to all of you who are in the process of frantically booking flights for... Braga and beyond. I wish you all the best. Hope your team wins at the weekend. And as always, David will be back early next week with the flagship. Thanks for listening. If you check out Rangers Pools, you can try the free to enter weekly giveaways. For this week's competition, all you have to do is predict the time of the first goal in our game against Dundee this Sunday. If you get the correct time, you could be in to win £100. Go visit www.rangerspools.com and click on the banner on the homepage to enter. Best of luck. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.